0: Now, it's certainly not my plan to sit here and debunk a musical that honestly doesn't need to be debunked. Hamilton is a musical masterpiece. Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton is built on Ron Chernow's sound research. Anyone who wants to sit back and criticize Miranda's justified artistic license has clearly never tried to write a rap musical about history. But there was one character whose role, strength, and resolve seemed to be downplayed, for in Glamorizing Hamilton and Burr, for that matter, we lost a little bit of Eliza. So Elizabeth Schuyler Hamilton was the wife of Alexander Hamilton, whom she met in Morristown, New Jersey, during one of the Continental Army's shitty winter camps there. She was born in the same year as her husband in 1757. Eliza herself was from the prominent New York Schuyler family and daughter of revolutionary figurehead and later U.S. Senator Philip Schuyler. Hamilton and Eliza, as she was most commonly known, were married in December of 1780, as the American War of Independence was drawing to a close. Her backstory is covered nicely in the musical, but her role in Hamilton's post-revolution career is not. The musical portrays Eliza as a loving wife and mother who scornfully burned her husband's correspondence in a fit of passion over hearing the news of her husband's adultery. However, there is some research that suggests that Eliza burned the correspondence to cover up a possible treasury scandal involved her husband. My point in saying this is that Eliza wasn’t some weak figure in the background of Hamilton’s story, but that she was right beside him for his entire career, every success, every political and financial decision, and even in his death. Eliza was a constant supporter of Hamilton, helping him as a middlewoman of sorts, working with his publisher to secretly publish the Federalist Papers, which were essential to the ratification of the U.S. Constitution and American government and politics today. In defending her late husband's legacy, she boldly claimed that she listened to countless drafts of Washington's farewell address as her husband tirelessly wrote. She was a close friend of the First Lady, Martha Washington, and in the end, she worked to preserve her husband's legacy, even openly demanding an apology from President James Monroe, who tarnished Hamilton's legacy with accusations of financial misdoings. She would later be an honored guest of President James K. Polk at the White House after moving to D.C. in 1848. In the 50 years after her husband's death, as the song notes, she spoke out against slavery, advocated and fundraised for the creation of the Washington Monument, and founded the first private orphanage in New York City. But she also founded the Hamilton Free School, which offered tuition-free education to children in Washington Heights. She founded the school at the age of 61, advocating that all children, including the poor, deserved access to an education, which is exactly what the school did until it was destroyed in a fire in the 1850s. The school and the orphanage were would have been seen by Hamilton himself, the poor orphan who was first denied education, as truly amazing Dewey. Eliza's story will always be overshadowed by her husband's, but her life was one of true goodness. Unlike that piece of shit we covered in the last moment of the margins, she advocated for those in need, those born into less fortunate positions. In essence, she advocated for her husband. She provided new hope and opportunity to those who didn't stand a chance. She may not be what I would call a great woman, but she was undoubtedly a good one. Cheers!